0: Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. In this episode, we talk campus life, including the challenges and opportunities available to students during this unique circumstance. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome the Assistant Vice President for Student Development, Kim Walsh, and Kelsey Callahan, Assistant Director of Student Life. Kelsey, welcome to the Dohawk Digest. Thanks,
1: Thanks for Robert. Having
0: Robert. So, uh, how's your winter going so far? As we're starting a new semester. Things are going so far so good.
1: Yeah, the first week of classes, I think, have started off pretty well. Uh, students are working remotely right now, but many of them are on campus and are engaged in their first week of classes and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, Energy is definitely picking up this week, so mm-hmm. it's nice to see students back after a long time away it feels like yes. so it yeah. gives us new energy yeah yeah
0: it's been a it's been an interesting year but before we really dig into student life let's kind of talk about you guys a little bit kind mm-hmm. of get to know you and so kim you've been at LORIS for you know a couple of years <laughs> uh <laughs> what is it that, that brought you to Loris originally and and kind of what's yeah how's your involvement evolved in that time
1: sure um, I I've been here for 26 years um, I was finishing my master's degree in uh, student affairs higher ed leadership and um, while I was finishing up I was just working on my thesis and a part-time uh, position opened up with advising the college activities board and um, the uh, Associate Dean of Students at that time reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested, and so I moved back to Dubuque and finished my master's while I was uh, kind of working part-time, working with the College Activities Board. I uh, loved Loris immediately, and uh, the positions just kind of evolved from from there to where I am now, today.
0: So some initial involvement with Student Activity to all student activity. Yes, kind of looking
1: at a lot of things involved with student life. Yeah, for sure. Okay,
0: great. Well, Kelsey, you came here as an undergrad and you just haven't left.
1: Correct. Yeah, still here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Started at Loris in 2012. Um, My mom is a Loris College graduate, so that's kind of how I found it. Um, Started with the sports camps in the summer growing up and decided on Loris, graduated from Loris in 2016, and shortly thereafter uh, started in the admission office. So I worked there for about two and a half years, um, recruiting various areas of the Chicagoland area, um, a position opened in student life and I took it and the rest has been history working there for almost two years in the student life office. So. Well,
0: that's an interesting jump to, to go from admission where you're talking, you know, you're a student and then you're bringing kids in and saying, Hey, this is what it's like to be, stu- be at, be at Loris. And now you're actually involved with the student life yeah. act- directly and just kind of, kind of evolve like that. Absolutely. It's actually really kind yeah. of interesting.
2: Yeah. It's actually a really easy transition Um, and I think my experience in admission has really helped us on the student life side Um, talking to students after they've deposited getting them ready um, to start on campus in august so it's been a really fun transition Um, I loved my days in admission um, but I knew that I wanted to work more with students on campus and so when that opportunity opened up I was happy to take it and uh, start working in student life
0: All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about student life in general. So, uh, who wants to give an overview about what the basically what student life office is all about?
1: Sure. Um, There's lots of programs and initiatives that the student life works with. Um, We work with a lot of things outside the classrooms for students. Some of those co-curricular opportunities. Um, Everything from offering leadership classes for students. all the organizations, clubs, and organizations and the student leaders that work within those organizations um, work with our office. Um, we work with uh, the student government office, uh, parents communication, new student services, orientation, lunch, and dolores. Um, we coordinate all those um, programs and conversations and some of those kinds of things. Uh, student conduct. Um, we work with conduct, particularly for students that live off campus, and then some of those upper level, um, conduct things that um, are of more of a serious nature, is is what we do with conduct. Um, we also uh, do a lot of programming on campus, um, so we uh, between the college activities board that is within our office to um, our student coordinators in our office, and we, we, we provide lots, I don't know, anywhere probably from 100 programs each year for students, social programs for them to get involved in. Mm-hmm. We work with
2: um, various offices throughout the year, too, to um, help educate students, um, and then also working with the Advancement Office and alumni with Duhawk Day and all those fun activities on campus too, to relate it to the student body here at Loris.
0: Right, so there's a lot of contact directly with the students while they're on campus once the academic year is going on. Wh- what kind of contact is there over the summer? So they leave and go away, but there's, you know, it's not like total silence on mm-hmm. your part.
2: Yeah, I think we learned a lot with COVID-19 and communication with students while they're not physically here. Um, So that was a really, while challenging, a really cool opportunity to start looking at different ways that we can continue that conversation while they're not here on campus. So in the past, it was really social media and staying connected with them that way. Um, But now we are using a texting platform um, and being more individualized with that contact, um, both while they're on campus, but also while they're off campus at home.
1: And then, in addition to that, there's so many student leaders that our office works with that we stay in co- touch constantly all year long, summer, spring breaks, all through the winter season, all those kinds of things as well. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Yeah. So you guys, so you worked with organizations. The organizations organization set up their programs, but you guys also, or it's kind of help foster some programs and kind of that student interaction and kind of keep the campus life as a as it is going Mm -hmm. what is it that uh what other programs or things that you guys are really excited about or proud of that that really seem to engage the student body
1: Mm -hmm. and i would say yes our office works with programming what we try to do is work with student leaders who actually do the programming but it's trying to help uh, work with them to you know increase their leadership skills as they provide opportunities for the for the student body um, I, you know, I do, the upcoming, you know, as Kelsey had mentioned, Hawk Day, we're really always excited about Hawk Day. And as the spring semester comes, it's kicking up in gear. It's, mm-hmm. what, 50 days away or a little bit longer? Uh, 50 days next week. Yeah, yeah. so um, we're gearing up for that. That's always a day kind of uh, filled with fun-filled activities. Um, we have several outdoor things we're planning kind of coming up, trying to get um, students engaged with COVID and have an opportunity to interact where it's safe for them. So there's some skiing trips coming up, snowshoeing this weekend out at Swiss Valley Park, um, trying to do uh, like outdoor um, wacky games, I think they're calling them, some of those kinds of things that we're we're excited to try for this Mm -hmm. semester. Um, You know, certainly COVID has been hard. We've been doing a lot of programming. We try to offer both an in-person and a virtual option for the programming we're doing. So if students are in quarantine or if they're just not comfortable um, being in a space with students that were trying or are studying away are or, or stu- work studying virtually. Um, we're trying to provide opportunities for them to connect with students and connect with peers as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned the pandemic and obviously yeah, nobody was prepared for that. Mm-hmm. It directly impacted everybody. But you know, students leave. You mm-hmm. guys working with students and suddenly in the spring the semester is just goes virtual and you guys are not working directly with them mm-hmm. in person everything and you mentioned Kelsey that you guys had to adapt and change mm-hmm. what was what was that you know, those two months that to, to close out that semester yeah. for the spring semester for 2020 yeah
2: when I, yeah when I reflect back on it it happened both slowly and but also very quickly um so students were here one day and the next they were gone so We had to work very quickly on how are we going to connect with students daily um, instead of just them coming up to our office and being present with them. Um, So we implemented um, conversations, so faculty and staff members on campus um, were assigned and were reaching out to students. So we were able to contact every student at least twice um, since they had gone home in March. to the end of the semester to make sure that they were keeping up with their classes and to check in emotionally and so i think a lot of what we did at least what i did with my students was not only checking in to make sure they were doing well academically and as student leaders but also how are they doing emotionally because that's a big change very quickly for 18 to 21 year olds uh, to go through so while we were going through it we also had to make sure that we were checking with our students Um, Because we know them as student leaders, obviously, but there's more to them than just their organization and just their major. So making sure that they were okay um, was our first priority.
1: Mm -hmm. And in that process, I think that's when it became clear we needed a a texting platform. Because as we were trying to reach out to all students, the only thing we had for sure was their email address. Um, And so... While we reached out to all the students, sometimes they don't check their emails regularly and so the t- texting platform became pretty important that we could mm-hmm. reach them in a numerous ways versus just one singular way.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Well and one of the things you guys did was to do a little bit more virtual interaction mm-hmm. uh, offering through I don't know through social media had different events on each you know, day a different yep. schedule events each week. What was the, what was the overall response from the students to that type of engagement from you, which they is not the, the, the norm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think our duhoks are so committed to the university and love Laura so much that through the social media engagement that we tried, I think students were just so excited to connect with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were pleased with the connections and the engagement of students through the through the um, social media uh, activities that we had throughout throughout the year. Um, but certainly, it was an adjustment, I think, for both them as well as for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
2: it was. Um, fun to see to staff and faculty get involved so we would do like workouts on Wednesdays and different departments um, our coaches would submit like workout videos that students can follow at home um, and so they got excited about that so mm-hmm. it was fun to see different departments wanting to connect with students and students really appreciating that outreach and those videos and that um, ability to still connect to campus while they were gone because as Kim said they love this, love this college and love this community. So um, it was fun um, to see that interaction.
0: Sure. And the, well, then you had to continue to adapt once the, the fall academic semester started because students come back, but it's obviously not the, the typical experience. Mm-hmm. Everything's social distance, masks, everything's looked more regulated. And you touched on launch at Loris before, Kim. What was that like? That That's a significantly different welcome back to campus.
1: Yes. Uh, launch was very different this year. We were unable to do some of those um, traditional. Activities that we do during launch, such as the ropes course and some of those kinds of things, um, we really wanted to find opportunities for students to meet one each, one another. I mean, that's so important part of launch is you come, you don't know anybody, and you know launch is that opportunity for students to connect and meet friends. And um, so we we did a, a scavenger hunt on campus that there was different challenges, and they had to go all over campus and find different things. and Uh, We had really good response from students uh, about the scavenger hunt. They really had fun kind of meeting their groups that they were with and and the challenges that they had to do. Uh, You know, we did a laser tag thing outdoors. Um, It was really hot, which made (laughs) that challenging. But, but again, an opportunity to be outside where students could, you know, wear masks and still be safe um, and meet one another and some of those kinds of things. We moved the Campus Fest to a larger outdoor space so that we could – distance but still have students find different involvement opportunities and things that they could get connected with on campus. Um, But our primary objective with LAUNCH uh, in previous years and this year with COVID was certainly for students to start getting to know each other, getting to know the faculty that will be teaching their Engaging Differences course, meeting their peer advisors and really those connections. Mm-hmm. So it was different this year, but um, we, we did our best to try to h- help students facilitate those relationships.
0: And almost feels a little bit more important this year, obviously getting you know, yep. the new experience as a student on the campus, mm-hmm. but also having months basically without any of that social interaction that they're used to between high school or yep. even over the summer. So to have that you know, added emphasis, I think make probably makes a big difference for the students. That was
1: certainly our focus for the fall semester you know, knowing we'd have new students on campus, you know, knowing that they probably didn't know very many people, if anyone, um, knowing that most of the residence halls are single rooms, mm-hmm. so how do you uh, get to know people when you have a mask on, you can't really see their face, you know, remembering their face, how, how do we do those intentional um, engagement things where students can get to know each other was really a focal point of our conversations as we planned out the semester. and. And as we started implementing different programs and opportunities for students,
0: okay. well, looking back on that, you know, having that last semester, and of course it wrapped up early. Kelsey, you mentioned that early, you know, mm-hmm. extended time off campus. But looking back, what kind of response did you get from the students from that fall semester? Obviously, it's different, but what? Uh, how? What kind of feedback were they giving you with every all these changes happening?
1: Our students have been great. You know, I, I, it's not it's not the year that they anticipated. It's not the year that they want. They obviously would like things to go back to normal, Um, but with that in mind, they uh, very much recognize that the college has their best interests at heart, and we want to keep them safe, and so while I know they'd appreciate more opportunities to be in spaces together, they recognize that it's it's just not in their best interest at this point for safety and some Mm -hmm. of those other kinds of things. So the students have been wonderful, as Duhawks always are, Um, we, you know, I just love our student body so much that, you know, they, they, they give themselves some grace and give the college some grace and that we're all in this together and we're all trying to learn from each other and mm-hmm. um, wanting to provide the best community that we can provide.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, so now looking forward at this point then the semester is already underway normally this time students you know some of them are on campus uh, yeah. some of them are traveling abroad because it's J term there is no J term this year there's now May mm-hmm. term and uh, the spring academic semester is actually underway mm-hmm. so how is you know January is different for you guys cuz mm-hmm. campus is different but what's what's going to be different or what's in store for this semester
2: I mean I think the spring semester always goes by incredibly fast And so this year with it, even though we're starting a month early, ending in April seems like it's gonna be here in the blink of an eye. Um, So I think as we look forward, you know, making sure that as students have enjoyed in the fall, keeping some traditions alive that they're used to and that they appreciate like painting the hill for homecoming and doing those kinds of things. I think as we look into the spring, what are those, things that we can keep as a tradition for students to look forward to but also adapting to make sure that everyone's safe on campus um, i think that students and our office and everyone on campus has learned a lot in the last two semesters or semester and a half um, so moving into the spring might feel more normal i guess now as we're starting to think about COVID restrictions and what events look like um, so i just think it'll go by very fast and our students i think are feeling that already mm-hmm. with not having a January term, um, but going to a May term instead.
1: Particularly talking with our seniors, you know, it's, it's, they're all realizing they only have a few short months and they will be alumni versus students. So the semester will go quickly as Kelsey had talked about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's even harder when, you know, it's, it's hard enough to plan when you don't know what's happening. We still really don't know what's going to be, you know, what's, what, what's lying in store for us. So as, as much as you can, is there anything um, that lies ahead that you guys are excited for or looking forward to that kind of doing, even whether it's something that we, like a tradition or something that might be a little bit different that you guys are really excited to kind of help connect with the students and kind of keep them engaged?
2: Um, there's a few things that pop into mind for me. Um, I think last year we kicked off uh, Tuition Freedom Day, which was um, an educational opportunity to show students um, where their tuition dollars go, and then how much is based off of philanthropy and donors and um, our fantastic alumni. Um, and then that leads us into Hawk Day, which I think is always a fun day on campus, a lot of energy, um, and through the years, um, I think alumni advancement in our office has done a really good job of Creating that celebration of we know you're you love to be a hawk 365 days a year, but this one day of that 365 is more than any other day. Um, so making sure that we provide spaces for them to celebrate um, being a hawk while they're on campus here. Um, those two things for sure pop up. Probably because we're starting to
1: plan them right now. Um, uh, I think the other thing that pops up for me is um, what it's helpful not having J term this year in that. I think we can more intentionally look at both Martin Luther King Day Mm -hmm. as well as Black History Month. You know, when classes start the first week of February and student groups are so instrumental in in planning those those events, um, sometimes, um, and, you know, when they're here in November, February seems so far away, And then they come back and it's here so um, i'm really excited about both our black history month as well as martin luther king day Mm -hmm. Um, during martin luther king day we'll have faculty and staff are going to sponsor several sessions throughout the day and then there's there's a mass as well as a candle lighting ceremony that we'll have that evening Um, And then Black History Month, we have lots of um, events and activities kind of going on. That will be our office, the Center for Inclusion and Advocacy, and and student groups are gonna be involved with planning some events this year. Yeah, I'm
2: really Uh, excited about that piece, mm -hmm. um, including the student organizations, to highlight um, black individuals who have made an impact in a mission of their student organization or within their major, so it's gonna be really cool to showcase um and to educate our students and our campus um of who those people are and really
0: personalize it absolutely
2: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, absolutely.
0: yeah. Right. so one last question and kind of circling back a little bit so we're going back to the, the spring and something you guys are adapting and learning new things and trying to figure out how do we do this how much of that now translates you carry over obviously you, know, you realize texting is a good way to to stay engaged but are there any things that you anything that you guys tried in the, the spring or fall that realized you know we're going to we're going to bring those back. We're going to keep doing those, whether it's this semester or into the summer, to keep them engaged.
1: I do know, I had mentioned the scavenger hunt that we did during lunch in Loras, and the, the feedback from students and the, and the peer leaders that facilitated the scavenger hunt was so positive. While we will go back to the ropes course if we can, because that's such a great experience for our students, we also want to incorporate or keep the scavenger hunt And um, because it was another great way for students to kind of interact with each other and learn from each other Um, for um, summer orientation,
2: I think we have learned this, but I think many people have learned this, is that you can still connect with each other face to face, but through a computer screen. Um, And so what we learned this summer is that while they weren't here on, on in person for orientation, they were still able to develop those relationships through Zoom and have those meetings. And so I think that'll be something we implement uh, moving forward. I know I will definitely be doing that for our transfer students um, and incoming new students is, yeah, you might not be on campus every week this summer, but here are some opportunities to jump on a Zoom call wherever you're at and meet Dewhawks, mm-hmm. um, who you will soon see on campus. I think for our incoming students, but also our student leaders who are already here, um, they are still able to meet through Zoom. Um, And so it's interesting to think that we had never really thought about that before COVID because now it just seems so seamless. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, quick, easy Zoom meeting, let's just do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be cool um, and a new way to interact with our students too.
1: And another way we're trying to encourage our our student leaders, similar to what Kelsey had said about Zoom, is the professional development opportunities that are easier now with the prevalence of Zoom. So, you know, student government before, uh, before COVID, if they wanted to connect with other student leaders, it was setting up a meeting, going to a different campus, where, where now they can have, you know, connect with different student leaders all over the nation or all over the state very easily right from this campus. Um, so I think it'll really op- open up some opportunities for professional development for students as well.
2: And I think students have great ideas, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've learned a lot from them. Um, while providing opportunities and events on campus, we also heard from them and saying it would be easy and f- still fun to do this from my residence hall as mm-hmm. well. So providing those opportunities even after the pandemic is, um, while many of our students um, would prefer to be in person with other DUHawks, sometimes you're sick, but you still want to participate in the craft or the mm-hmm. event that's happening. So. Being able to provide that for students as well um, moving forward will be important for us and for our students.
0: Well, and we should add, too, that that's, you know, you know I'm talking to the two of you about your, about you know, how your office operates. But ultimately, the student input is significant. This is not Absolutely. just you guys telling, okay, this, you guys should do this because this is fun and now you should do it. this mm-hmm. is This is very much a student-driven organization.
1: Absolutely, yeah, very much so. And, and as I had mentioned with our student leaders taking such a strong leadership role with planning and implementing programs, the feedback that they give to us from their own perspective and the perspective of friends and peers and all those kinds of things is invaluable as we make plans and determine where we're going to go uh, to serve students in the future.
2: Well, I like to think I'm young enough to still relate to college students. Unfortunately, I am not. <laughs> so hearing from them is... Uh, it's very important and fun, too. You get to work through some ideas and their inspiration. So it's cool to build programs with them, too.
0: Well, Kim and Kelsey, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time and sitting in the studio with me and chatting about the Student Life Office. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank, thank you, you Robert. Robert.
0: Nice. And I want to say uh, thank you to Trent Hansman, who's our producer extraordinaire. And thank you to everyone who listened into to our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loras news and features, be sure to visit the Loras Daily website at daily.loras.edu and sign up for free email updates so you can get all the latest news from Loras. If you consume your podcasts or iTunes and Spotify, you can find the Dewhawk Digest there as well, so check them out. We hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Dewhawks!